Do you think Sigourney Weaver's underwear are on backwards? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to New File, the podcast where we do your favorite thing for the very first time. I am Jedediah Johnson. And I'm Paul Hayes. And on today's episode, I put on pink underwear and tap my foot to the beat for 40 solid minutes. I went all out for this one. But before we get into that, what's new, Paul? Yeah, let's talk about what's new. I painted my house, Jed. What? The indoors of it. The inside? And actually just one room. But it's a big room. (laughs) So you painted a room. I painted my living room. Oh, yeah. That is a big room. Yeah. Floor to ceiling? Because that's a two. That's a. I didn't paint the ceiling. Okay. This doesn't matter. I painted the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's new to me. You didn't. I've painted before, but not like this. What? (laughs) What, uh, What color was it? Dogwood petal. What color is it? It's dogwood petal. Oh, what was it? Oh, I see what you're saying. It was just primer white. It was just a really <laughs> sharp white. So this 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 painting this paint job has been going on for a long time because you just put the primer on a couple of years ago. Well, basically, yeah, the house was born with the primer <laughs> on two years ago or a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and and I just got to painting this room. Yeah, I'm excited though because now I can I I know what to do to do the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. But I did that. Uh, what's new with you, Jed? I'll tell you what's new. This shirt. I want to hear about it. For those of you who don't know, I wear pocket t-shirts every day, under overalls every day. I've been doing the pocket t-shirt thing for like 38 years or something. Uh, Not quite that long. Probably more like 30 years. Pocket tees or die. Pocket t-shirts, yeah. Um, Usually all the same brand, uh, but recently... A couple of things have happened. Uh, I started wearing the overalls, which completely changes your your pants level, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's one of the reasons why I only wear the pocket t-shirts is because it's hard to find more interesting shirts in my size. Uh, partially because like my torso is wide and long, so I have to get tall things, and it's hard to get tall things, and it's hard to get things that are big enough. Um, but with the um, addition of the overalls stuff doesn't have to be long anymore so i can oh that doesn't matter anymore. so yeah so i can i can I, my options open up there and i've lost a little bit of weight recently so i can get things that are a little bit smaller so i went on llbean.com and this one is like a green and blue stripe pocket t-shirt that's pretty great or now, is it white and gold it's no <laughs> Uh, and then I got a white and black stripe t-shirt and one that's just regular blue and I'm really excited about it. And I ordered like five, like Hawaiian print t-shirts, oh, hell yeah. uh, not from LL Bean from some weird company that was advertising on Instagram, which now Instagram is just like, we know what you, we know what we can get you with <laughs> shirts. Like a just real like, island <laughs> guy. A lot of shirts coming through my coming through my feed now I love it. um but yeah i'm 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 changing my wardrobe slightly and i'm pretty excited about it i'm sort of dressed like a 10 year old boy right now i'm wearing a you've wearing almost a, got to yeah i would like to talk about the soul food corner 
because I went to another soul food restaurant. I did too, Jed. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I hope we didn't go to the same one. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do this. On the count of three, say what soul food, what Indianapolis soul food restaurant you went to. One, two, three. Country, country kitchen. Country kitchen soul food. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just do it again. No, no, no. That's fine. One, country uh, kitchen. No, no, no. Country. That was that was really good. I think that I think we've kitchen. It's been revealed. Okay. <laughs> I think we've got it. Uh, so wait, we did. We both went to the country kitchen. Yeah, I went there too. Yeah, uh, it's where Obama goes. So I f- I feel like that's why that's why you have to go there next. I mean, I went there at the uh, recommendation of Sam Welsh Ceramics. He's actually taking my intro to photography class right now because he got a job teaching photography and wants to learn about it. Uh, also just a rad dude. Yeah, real rad dude. Real rad and fun to, He was the only guy that showed up to the class the other day. We had a great time just like <laughs> hanging out, teaching, but also just like talking about stuff, you know. And uh, he's a listener, I think. So, hey, Sam. Hey, how's Sam. it going? How's it feel to be famous? What did you get at the KK Soul Food Place? I, at the Country Kitchen, I got the meatloaf. Okay. It's Cynthia's special recipe. I believe Cynthia is the the head Order lady and proprietor. Yeah, yeah. Head, head lady. And uh, I got the I got the uh, the meatloaf. What'd you get? Did it? Well, did it tick all your boxes? Did it? Did okay, it? Well, I can. Yeah, I can talk about what I. Yeah, meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. I'm really. I was more interested in the sides. Okay. Um, the meatloaf. It stayed in its lane. It was a good meatloaf. That's the coolest description of meatloaf I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good meatloaf. Nothing too fancy. Sometimes meatloaf tries to get fancy. There's like fat dans where they smoke their meatloaf. And like, it's great if you like, mm-hmm. if you like ham. Right. Pretty much if you smoke stuff, it tastes like ham to me most of the time. Yeah. You like sp- cigarettes. You smoke them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cigarettes taste like ham to me because you smoke them. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the meatloaf was good. Um, I enjoyed it. It had a little, uh, the ketchup was a little sweet, but you just move it to the side and you keep going. You dig mm-hmm. in. Stay in that lane. What was your, what was your entree? Your main course? I had quarter chicken dark. Fried? Yes. Awesome. It was, it was perfect. It was great. Great. I love it. Yeah. I went there on the, on, on Obama's rec- recommendation. Mm. Obama and her husband, Barack, you heard of him? Oh, <laughs> they go, they go to the country kitchen when they're in town. So this episode, we're ready. We got Brady. We got Brady from the water episode. This yes. is this is totally weird for us because uh, I actually interviewed Brady before we did the water episode. So that was his second appearance on the podcast, but it was his first appearance on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like time traveling. Mind blown. I love time traveling. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is me and Brady talking about one of his favorite things. It's a purple thing. Buckle up. Let's get into it. Why don't you you introduce yourself? I am Brady Laughlin. Hello. Awesome. Brady, welcome. Welcome to Neophile. Thank you. The podcast where we do your favorite thing for the very first time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you told me that you have have two ideas. I do. One is a particular Prince song that is lost to the world named Billy's Sunglasses. 
Okay. That I, <laughs> there are two known versions. One is 13 minutes and another is 56 minutes. Okay. Okay. They are a, allegedly a tour rehearsal from 1982, the Dirty Mind era. Okay. And That's a good era. It's basically an insane stoner riff jam session in which Prince continues to say an incredibly bizarre lyric that I cannot ever stop thinking about. And the reason I thought it might be cool for you to experience is that early on, I believe this was 2014, it was the year Milk Tooth opened. I uh-huh. once waited a table of a man. I sat down. He had a Prince tattoo on his arm. I looked at it and was like, hey, I love your tattoo. Cool. And he was like, oh, do you? Are you a Prince fan? And I was like, yeah, you know. And, you know, we didn't try to get too deep about it. But mm-hmm. he basically suggested uh, that I give him my email, which I did, which is Neon Telephone. And mm-hmm. he instantly knew what that was, which is a weird Prince reference that only Freakos would understand. Interesting. I so didn't know that. He, yep. So he was like, okay, okay, I think you might be worthy. And he was like, I'm going to email you something. Well, didn't see him again for a long time. About two years go by. He comes in again, looks at me, and he is like, I just sent you an email. And he, <laughs> this, so this man is probably about 50 years old. Uh, he was what I believe to be an early internet person who was an early member of the new Power Generation online website, which okay. for a long time was the only way you could get certain Prince things because obviously Prince was very neurotic about things mm-hmm. going online mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. He has the most insane Prince collection I have ever encountered. And he emailed me about a hundred tracks of pure insanity that oh, wow. I've never got any other way. So then, okay. I get the email a couple years later. I keep going. I'm talking to him uh, one day through email because I've discovered Billy's sunglasses uh-huh. in this mix. Okay. I lose my fucking mind. Try to find it on the internet. Can't find anything because when you type in Prince Billy's sunglasses lyrics, it uh-huh. all comes up Bonnie Prince Billy. It's like lost somewhere huh. on the internet. Interesting. So, okay. So, yeah. There's one thing I would suggest is I think you might need to try to discover Billy's sunglasses. Okay, Billy's sunglasses. Now yes. I'm, I mean I might need to try to discover it, like find it, or you would. I'll, give I'll it, get I'll get it to you. You'll get it to me, and then I and then I'll sit through a 56 minute song. Yes, and just let it wash over me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Just for context's sake, uh, you mentioned Milk Tooth. Yes. Let's let's tell people what milk tooth is, just because it just sort of popped up and okay. Um, I'm envisioning people outside of the city of Indianapolis listening to this, maybe. <laughs> well, I suppose. Okay, let's think of how to explain this. Milk tooth is a uh, fine diner breakfast spot mm-hmm. in Fletcher Place, Indiana, and it's mostly is... where I know you from. Yes, yes. You you serve there. I serve there, and I... and I go there a lot. <laughs> he sits at the bar often. Mm-hmm. Yes, generally drinks black coffee with cream. That's true. Yeah, and sugar. Uh, yeah, milk tooth is a strange, yet fun place to be. Mm-hmm. And the kind of place you could easily maybe meet your prince guardian angel. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a cool place. Side note, I've only seen him one other place in the world one other time, and it was at Egg Roll number one. And I walked in, and I believe he was wearing 
his work outfit, which leads me to believe he might work in sort of a mechanic or a factory scenario. He was dressed very handyman, mm-hmm. which only makes me like him more. This is the this is the prince man. My prince man. Okay, yes. your prince man. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's a good. Uh, I'd be I would be deeply interested in listening to probably more of your oh well, of your deep prince archive. Now I will say this about myself. Um, I'm a person that I like Prince. I tend to, and this is true across the board for any kind of music. When anything gets jammy, mm-hmm. I start to lose interest really quickly. Yeah, me too. Usually I'm a, <laughs> I wish people could see the look on your face when you said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a pop song guy mm-hmm. and like those Prince pop songs that are just perfect. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite things in the world. Like I love, um, uh, I recently wanted to get a little more into Prince. I'd never re- I'd listened to some of the hits, but I'd never really listened to a record. Sure. And, um, in an, in an effort to try to do that, I didn't realize that he had gotten on Spotify after he died. Yeah. Much. Mu- I mean, he's probably very angry in his grave right now. Yes, about <laughs> exactly. But I hadn't, I didn't realize that at the time that I decided I was going to get into this. So I was like, oh man, do I have to get a CD and listen to a CD? I haven't actually listened to a CD in a long Mm -hmm. time. And I thought, am I going to buy a Prince? Like, am I going to spend $20 to just like, and then I, then I realized the library exists. Yeah. So I went to the library. And they have a pretty decent Prince bid, really. Yeah. I went to the central library and I checked out a couple of Prince CDs and okay. listened to them. What were they? Uh, the first one that I listened to is the 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 second the second record, the self-titled. self-titled. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just I got the first record and mm-hmm. the self-titled one at the same time and listened to the self-titled one because it had the songs that I knew on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to that, and that record is just amazing, mm-hmm. pretty much front to back. There's a couple of slow songs in the middle that are not my favorite, but they're still good. I always like to think of that one as like almost like it's his Cars record. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a weird, fun, good time, kind of makes you want to go eat a hot dog or like roller skate or sure. something. It's kind of, it's like a it's safe for a Prince album, but it's really fun and energetic, mm-hmm. which a lot of them aren't necessarily like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I I was I just I loved it. Um and it does a really interesting thing which is it takes I want to be your lover, which is a song that's amazing. It kicks off with that and a song that I love. Mm-hmm. Everything about and then follows it up with the next song which is uh why do you want to hurt me why you want to treat me so bad Try, why you want to treat me so bad yeah yep. uh and somehow follows up a song that i love with another song and i love the second song too i never yep. like it's it's just you know that good and then there's the um there's bambi which oh, is the bambi which is no bambi is <laughs> absolutely Crazy. like a hair metal song yeah maybe i shouldn't have said that was safe because it has the song <laughs> bambi on it which is not safe yeah there's a there's just absolutely a hair metal song mm-hmm. from 1978 which is pretty amazing mm-hmm. and then the hair metal song is followed up by um uh still waiting <laughs> which is like such a like it's an 80s tv theme Mm-hmm. It sounds like an 80s TV theme, yep. which is 
like one of my favorite genres of of, <laughs> of music, to be honest. <laughs> like oh, the eighties TV theme. Uh, well, so real quick, the song, the second song, "Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad," is mm-hmm. a great example of how Prince jams unlike other people jamming. Mm-hmm. He's more of a shredder than a jammer. Uh-huh. And the last, like, that's the extended version, I believe, is on that album. And that is kind of like a good little segue into Billy. It's just mm-hmm. Prince losing his mind on the guitar, which normally annoys me when other people do it. But mm-hmm. when Prince does it, it's like a rare delight because he's usually more controlled. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So it's kind like of like that. Prince in the raw, I feel like, when you get to hear him <laughs> actually do that. He does it a lot on Sign of the Times. Like, I could never take the place of your man into the cross. Mm-hmm. Is like perfect Prince Shredder oh, jam Oh, yeah, yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. So, Brady, thank you. <laughs> I will get into that, and then we'll get back together after yeah. the break. Okay. And uh, talk about how, how it went. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad you were able to come. Brady, welcome back. Thank you. I have taken your prescription. <laughs> Let's talk about Billy, the song, the song Billy. Yes, yes. So you you sent it to me, mm-hmm. and I listened to it, and I put it on my Bluetooth speaker. Uh huh. And then I took off all my clothes except for my pink underwear. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, put it on and listened to it. This is I like this already. Yeah. See, I, I wanted to I wanted to set the scene for you. Yeah, it's really doing it for me. Yeah. So I listened to it. There was a lot. Really of, quick. Are we talking the small, the short, or the long? We're talking the long. Okay. We're talking Good. the forty minute version. Yeah. And I sat and and listened to the whole thing. Um, there was a lot of foot tapping because it has just basically like one beat throughout. Yes. From a drum machine or something. And um, it was, it's a slow build, obviously. It's uh-huh. 40 minutes long. There's a lot of soloing at the beginning. And I was like, whew, man, I don't know. I don't know, like, this is, that's a long solo. Yeah. It's like, I don't know the numbers, but it's like, like maybe just 15 minutes of soloing. Before you even get a vocal be- at be- all. Before you get a vocal or even like a melody. Yeah. Um, And, but when that melody kicks in, that's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good melody. Yeah, yeah. But th- and then you get a ton of that melody. I mean, it's good. It's de- like it's it's fun to listen to, but it's very long. And <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of got to the end of it, and I was like, okay, all right. That's how am I going to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> and so I started. I noticed that on the file that you sent me, it had an album. Like did it, it in the did it include cover art? It had yeah, it had a Did it have a print symbol that's black and white? No, it said what it said was is purple purple rush. rush yeah. yeah. So this version is allegedly as you learned, I cannot send files very well. Mm-hmm. And I figured out that uh I've actually been thinking about this because to me that's sort of the point of why I chose this mm-hmm. is the whole story of how it came to me uh-huh. in the first place. Yeah. And clearly, I'm not very internet savvy, which is why I have to wait for you know Prince Angels to 
give me stuff out in the wild because sure. I don't know how to go on there and find them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, anyway, what I do know how to do is apply cover art to music that I have filed in my own weird way. That's a that's that's a deep cut thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> so <laughs> it's definitely weird, but that's how I keep them organized and uh-huh. know like which is which. So that the long version is alleged on Purple Rush. Yes. Are our chords weird? No, no, no. I'm okay. Fine. The yeah, the long version is on one of the Purple Rush yes. compilations, and I looked that up. I found I found the the Purple Rush compilations, and they're they seem pretty amazing. I mm-hmm. even looked on eBay to see if I could get one, but they're like they're all in like Italy and and a mm-hmm. hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so the lyrics are Billy, where'd you get those glasses? They're the and ugliest glasses that I've ever seen. They're the ugliest glasses I've ever seen. But there's also like, I feel like he also at some point says he like starts, funkiest or like. Yeah. He starts he starts going all over the place with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the, the Prince Vault page here, it says that it's an unreleased track thought to have been improvised on the spot during a sound check or rehearsal in 1983. Yes. So, well, I thought it was 82, but you okay. know, it's the internet. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's kind of just like a long a long jam at a practice or sound check or something like that, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice to hear. It's kind of uh, it's 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 not really a song, it's just like a long thought. Yeah. <laughs> which is great because, you know, I've been a musician before and I always envy bands that can just like play together and get into a mood and not be like, "Okay, we're going to do this and this and this," but they can just play. And this is mostly Prince. The, the some some other stuff sort of comes in at the end. Yeah. Um, and he's bossing people around too. Yeah. He's talking to people the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a nice that was a nice feeling. It sort of brought me back to that. And also just to like, you know, when somebody's as as big as Prince, you uh, sometimes forget that they're a person. Yeah. And to actually hear like the process yeah. a little bit is is pretty great. Well, and it's kind of gets into a little bit of why I chose it is that, you know, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time going through his catalog, you know, getting obsessed with various things, having phases with him. And it's really nice to know that even now I can still be surprised and still stumble across something Mm -hmm. that feels really out there and different, even for him. Like you never hear him kind of, lose control in a song and just keep going and going and going you Mm -hmm. know it's always really curated and he he's somebody that you mostly hear what he wants you to hear yes and i don't think he wanted you to hear oh he didn't he does not want you to hear that no um which is which is another interesting thing like the fact that these purple rush things exist when he is like not a person that would like for you to have no that uh is interesting that they've made so many of them i guess is in europe and couldn't get there the they mentioned lisa who's lisa coleman mm-hmm. um at one point he switches to lisa's glasses yep i think he also says i think he talks to wendy too for a second oh does he i think so yeah the the long version kind of uh was a little much i listened to it twice i think mm-hmm. and then we finally got the short version together yes and where some blessed soul took that 40 minute thing and basically condensed cut, it cut the best parts together yeah and that is an 11 minute and it's 
pretty good. Like that, yeah. I can listen to. Yeah, that you can you can you can just put that on in a room. Yeah, you can and just almost put, yeah. just talk about it with somebody. <laughs> yeah, you could you could do that. Uh, so so yeah, I'm I, I was pretty deep into that. And reading some more, it said that uh, Billy is confirmed to be Billy Sparks. Yes. And I was like, who's Billy Sparks? And so I looked up Billy Sparks. And Billy Sparks is a concert and uh, event promoter, club owner, that new prince. I found a little article on Billy Smart, Billy Sparks. This is from iloveoldschoolmusic.com. Uh, it talks about how he's really under the radar, doesn't like to promote himself, but promotes other people. Talks about how he met Prince, about how somebody who was earth, managing Earth, Wind, and Fire said like, oh, we've been offered the opportunity to, to manage this Prince guy. Will you listen to this tape? And he listened to it and the next day. He's like, you should have signed this guy yesterday. Like, yeah. This, <laughs> this guy's amazing. And then they went and, and met and Prince called him fat, but said he was high energy fat. <laughs> just, oh, my God. Just weird. He called he called Prince the kid in real life, which is what he calls Prince in the movie Purple Rain. Yes. Um, where Billy Sparks plays Billy Sparks in Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And, which I watched this morning in preparation of the podcast. Yes. I'm because, very freshly Purple Rained. Because I had never seen Purple Rain. Oh, man. I had never seen Purple Rain. Okay. And when I heard like, oh, this guy's in Purple Rain, I'll watch Purple Rain. Because I'd, I'd never seen it. Like, I was never a, a huge Prince fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Purple Rain had just never really like crossed my radar. Uh, I was aware of it, but I was like, it's probably like, it seemed from the outside, like it was probably like a very self-indulgent musician movie, Mm -hmm. which it is. It is. Yeah. Which it is. But the thing is, is I watched Purple Rain and I was like, you know, it'll probably have some good songs and it'll, you know, it'll be like kind of entertaining, maybe kind of fun to watch Prince try to act or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I really did not expect to be crying by the end of that movie, uh-huh. and I was. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's got its flaws, mm, obviously. Some big ones. But like. Starting with Morris Day. <laughs> I actually kind of liked Oh, how, I love Morris, but woo. I liked how, like, purely villainous yeah. Morris Day is. <laughs> Still acts like that on stage, too. Yeah. The emotional core of Purple Rain is father son dynamic for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's but it's 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 father son, but it's also like Prince needing to check his ego. Oh yeah, with his band, and and him becoming his dad, who he hates. Yes, exactly. And Clarence Williams the Third mm-hmm. plays his dad, and Clarence Williams the Third is awesome. Mm-hmm. Even I don't, though God the the. That's my biggest complaint with the movie is the scenes that are with the parents uh-huh. are so quick and like overacted that that's like the it's the worst acting in the movie almost. Mm. Like I love that I love that part where Clarence Williams the third is like playing the piano. Oh yeah, that one's that, good. That little scene is great. What do you think of the earring? What earring? The earring he oh, gives oh, Apollonia, oh, that's and then right. she gives it back, and it's yeah, just the most yeah. dramatic gesture. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and it's yeah. a regular-ass hoop earring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a regular-ass hoop earring, but, like, it's also... <laughs> I mean, it like, means a lot. It means a lot, yeah. I mean, like, you know, 
kids used to like trade class rings. That was like the thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and and this was a this was an updating of that. Like, that's a, that's making quite a statement. Here you're taking this like very fifties white middle class thing of like we're gonna trade rings, but it's like it's my earring and I'm a man. Yep, which pays homage to it at the same time as subverting it, which is great. Um, I listened to a, an interview with um, Rufus Wainwright, and he was talking mm-hmm. about how he was really into he was really into pop music in the eighties mm-hmm. when it was like Prince and Cindy Lauper. He's like, but then like we kind of got into the Huey Lewis and the News, and and pop music became way too heteronormative for me. Yeah, ooh, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I love he's Rufus. like, he's yeah. like, and that's when I got into opera. But yeah, this was definitely like not in the in the heteronormative time of pop music it's great uh all the songs are great and like the i've never really been a huge fan of the song purple rain like it's 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 it's, i was like it's okay yeah but it's not my favorite but the point the but like the the performance of that song in the like in the context of the movie. In the context of the movie is amazing that, like, if you haven't seen Purple Rain, watch it. But if you haven't seen Purple Rain, basically, his two bandmates, Lisa and Wendy, have written a song. And really, it's it's just sort of like a melody. A melody, yeah. It's a melody. And um, and uh, it's really great, but Prince is like, I don't need that. And he actually even, like, there's a point where he, calls like... Calls it stupid. He calls it stupid. He uh he has like a little ventriloquist dummy thing. His monkey. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. It's yeah. a monkey that lives in what looks like a purple Dixie cup. <laughs> yeah. So, and he like he like actually does like a little ventriloquism <laughs> to be like, we don't need them. Like, <laughs> it's it's hilarious, and it's just like another thing, another like brick in the wall of like what what can't Prince do? Like he can do ventriloquism. Uh, do you love so much, side note, uh, the little masks and drawings all over his bedroom? I love that he has those little ceramic, like, oh, dr- yeah, drama yeah. masks that <laughs> yeah. girls in the yeah. 80s had in their bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that is... And all the, like, makeup drawings of, like, beautiful, intricate eyeliner, basically. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, what a great, uh, what a what a wonderful set all of that was. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's amazing, and I I came to it through Billy. Uh, uh, which this is a Prince success story. Yeah, it really. Even is. though you may be the only person of all time that came to Purple Rain through Billy, you basically <laughs> yeah. came to the most mainstream moment he probably ever had <laughs> yep. through like the most obscure moment he maybe ever had. That's, I'm a I'm a special kind of person. Yeah, so. that's a real um, <laughs> it's a real interesting entry. So this is a a little Prince story. Mm-hmm. It's not my story at all, and really, it's more of a. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you this experience that I had, where I was working at Washington Square Mall in like 1996. Okay, and it's taking me back. <laughs> I worked at Baskin Robbins, and my friend Christina worked at the. I think she worked at Fredericks of Hollywood. Oh, so she worked at Fredericks of. They Hollywood. had one. Yeah, yeah, there was a Fredericks Hollywood in in Washington Square Mall. Pretty racy for indie back then. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was in there all the time hanging out because it's a cool place to hang out. Yeah. The Fredericks of Hollywood, I guess. Very sexy. Uh, and sometimes, like at the end of the day, like I'd vacuum, like because just just hanging out, like sure. you know, why not help my friend do some of her work to get out of there faster? 
Uh, and there was a woman that worked there that was like a small, uh, small woman. And she was like kind of wide eyed, flighty, mm-hmm. um, new agey, maybe a little okay. bit. She was going to see Prince, probably like at Market Square Arena or oh. something. And she went and she came back and she had this story. And like she was telling me and like I was pretty used to people lying to me. And so I was like, eh, this sounds like bullshit. Okay. Um, but she was like, so I went to see Prince and I wore this like bright lime green yellow outfit. Uh, and I waited backstage and Prince shows up and like gets out of the limo and sees me and said to me, and he was wearing the same color. <laughs> he was wearing an outfit, an outfit that was all the same color. And he looked at me and he said, I knew you would be here. And, and I knew that I would recognize you because of this and like oh. grabs his, grabbed his, his, his shirt, shirt, or shirt, shirt or coat or whatever. That was the same color. His top. Yeah. His top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and said, I, I, and, and I don't remember like what happened after that. I think it was just like a short encounter of like, I see you and I knew that I would see you here because we're wearing the same color. And she just was like, we're soulmates or like we're we're connected in some really intense way. And I was like, whatever, mm, vacuuming the <laughs> <laughs> vacuuming the Fredericks, <laughs> vacuuming the Fredericks of Hollywood, Fredericks of Indianapolis. But now I'm really like now I'm now I'm I'm super maybe curious. It yeah, maybe. it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like the kind of shit he would do. Yeah, it definitely does. So yeah, now I wonder if it happens and I'm I'm curious. I don't I don't I don't hang out with Christina anymore and I I wouldn't even begin to know who she is, but that'd be real interesting to find her and maybe you could find her on the internet and confirm her story, see if she remembers it. The one problem with that is that I don't think I'm friends with Christina on the internet and it was Christina's coworker, not friend. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Maybe you could find employment records through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just call up this shift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting to me, like just how how literally up until he died, it's like Jesus in the footprints. It's mm-hmm. just like he Prince, was always with Prince you. <laughs> was always there. He was always there, like like just putting out an album every eight months or whatever. He was just always there for my mm-hmm. for my whole life, and I. And I had no idea there was one set of footprints on the beach, and that was Prince carrying me. I was thinking this morning <laughs> while I was watching Purple Rain that, you know, Purple Rain came out in 84. I was born in 82, so mm-hmm. clearly I wasn't watching it, you know, when it came out. But think about how exciting that would have been. Because he was already kind of underground cool, but he was not, you know, super insane famous yet. Mm-hmm. He was, like, getting there. But with Purple Rain, that was like the pivot point. Everything mm-hmm. changed and he became superstar after that. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, you know, 18 and going to the movie theater with your friend to see that? That would have been like really exciting at the time, yeah. I think. Yeah. And like a thing that like, once again, like a thing that doesn't happen that much anymore for sure. Not the same way. I um, mean, you have like, you know, Beyonce dropping Homecoming, which is a pretty big like music movie deal. Yeah. Even though it's totally different, but I mean, I guess we had 50 Cent <laughs> get yeah. Richard dry trying. Oh man. Things like that. There was uh Cool as Ice or whatever that the Vanilla Ice movie that they made. Oh yeah. Well, Prince kind of suffered from that thing that I think most musicians end up suffering from with movies is that 
if you get one good one, you should probably chill on it. Because yeah. he tried to make, you know, a few movies after that, and it never even came close. Yeah, yeah. And Purple Rain was, I think, more like a cultural phenomenon at the time mm-hmm. than it was necessarily a great movie. Yeah. And the music was stronger on that one than it was on any of the others. Yeah. It was just, you know, an album full of hits, basically. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah, there's so many things like I'd heard Darling Nikki before and been like, eh, not that great. It changes when you see it. But it changes when you see it. I'm pretty sure that was one of the songs that Tipper Gore attacked. Oh, yeah. I know she was not into the song uh, Let's Pretend We're Married either. Uh Uh-huh. But I think she came for Darling Nikki pretty hard. That was like early in, you know, uh, parental <laughs> advisory stuff. She didn't like Darling Nikki one bit. Yeah, that's that's a funny way to put it, that she came for it hard. Um, I sort of got the way, like my first real Prince memory, and the reason I think I inevitably got into him was through my sister, who mm-hmm. was uh, five years older than me, and she had the Erotic City uh, single. Mm-hmm. And so... Like, I don't know if you've re-listened to Erotic City. Oh, I've listened to Erotic City. Yeah. But that was a Purple Rain B-side. Oh, wow. And was like I'm real nasty. I'm I mean. S- I'm so mad when people put out B-sides that are just like. Bullshit. When they're good, though. They're just so good. that. Like, oh, yeah. Prince, like, Prince's B-sides are sometimes way better than the A-sides. Yeah. The way that we've listened to music has changed. And, like, I'm not a person that's like, oh, it was way better when you bought albums and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's it's just changed to a new thing, you know? Like, back in the 50s, you put out singles pretty much only. Albums mm-hmm. weren't really a thing. And then um, then we got deep into albums, and now we're into, like, streaming and all that. And, like, I'm still deep into albums. Stuff. I just stream up. them now. Oh, no, I'm just talking about, like, yeah. in, in, like the, the general culture of things. Um. But yeah, there was something kind of great about that. Here's the album, and then here's a single that you can buy, and the single has a B-side. That you're that, not like, getting ma- Yeah, you're not getting otherwise. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like this little, there was, yeah, there definitely were some upsides to that 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 thing. I, I was just talking, I was in LA last week, and we were driving through uh, the city of Claremont, and I remembered the time that I heard a song that I loved so much that I needed to, I needed to buy the album, mm-hmm. and it was a rare album. What and was it? It was it was a it was an album called Nine Black Poppies by a band called the Mountain Goats. Oh, okay, I know the Mountain Goats, and I don't know if I know that album though. It was the perfect song for me. I just I I needed to have that album, and I looked at all the record stores in L.A., couldn't find it anywhere. And drove to Claremont, like an hour away, to go to this record store, and I found it, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. like the, this drive, the hour long drive back, just listen to the whole record. Yep, it was so good. And yeah, that's you know, I miss that. You don't get that with streaming. No, you don't. And I'm not saying that streaming is bad. It's kind of awesome to be yeah. able to get things right away. But but sometimes chasing it is really fun. Yeah, you get a different kind of endorphin rush. Well, and honestly, with Prince, too, like what you're saying with the Mountain Goats, I always think it's interesting how many people will like Prince, but overall have about, you know, maybe a quarter of the stuff that he did Mm -hmm. in their brain. Like, there's so much. Not even a quarter sometimes. Yeah, you know, because there's like, really from the whole late 80s and 
mid early to mid nineties, no one talks about that stuff. And that's some of my mm-hmm. favorite. I mean, he was getting real weird during all of that. Yeah. And making really interesting albums, but they just weren't purple rain. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. world kind of let go a little bit. Yeah. He kept putting them out. And yeah. you really had to go chase his stuff. You did have to go buy a single to get to hear a song like Erotic City. There was yeah. no other way to do it. Yeah, man. It's great. I'm I'm glad that I'm part of it now. I'm happy that you brought this to me. Good. And uh you have anything else to say to the people before uh, we end this? No, no. Just, you know, go listen to a Prince song you haven't heard. Yeah, do it. Do it. Well, Brady, thank you for being on Neophile. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully we'll hear from you again. <laughs> okay, I hope so too. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brady. That Thank you, great. Brady. Brady Laughlin, everybody. Really great job. I've been listening to that episode for seven hours and 15 days, and I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to a Prince song. <laughs> uh, I can't believe how good uh, Purple Rain is still. It still blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Super excited about that. I'm glad that 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 happened in conjunction with Billy. Uh, So, yeah, great. Great episode. Yep. Feel good, Paul? I love it. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, So. uh, Today's episode was edited by me, Paul. Yep. It was hosted by both Jed and I. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Jed conducted the interview Mm -hmm. with Brady Laughlin. That's right. Thank Thank you you one more time to Brady. Uh, so that's our show for the di- for today, and all we've got left is a little kicking and screening. Last week uh, or two weeks ago, <laughs> I said d- no. Yeah, he said he said no. He said hazed and refused. Uh, so, um, what did you do instead of watching The Freshman? You might have guessed it, Jed, but I painted. <laughs> did some painting. So this week, kicking and screening. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I got a weird one for you. We're going to, we're going to come at it here. Okay. So two minutes on the clock and I'm going to begin it right now. Okay. This movie, it's called Nakoi Katsi and it is, uh, the IMDb calls it a visual montage portrait of our contemporary world dominated by globalized technology and violence. It's basically just like, uh, two and a half hour, or no, an hour and a half, hour and a half, uh, montage of advertising pictures and, uh, no, how about this, Jed? <laughs> I'm going to say no to that one okay. right now. Hazed and refused. And I'm going to switch it. I'm going to hijack this. I'm going to hijack this mm. kicking and screaming. <laughs> oh, okay. To do what? I'm going to convince you to watch a movie. Okay. This movie exists on YouTube. I'll do it. Sweet. <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? This Tell movie it exists is. on YouTube. It's called Carts of Darkness. And it is based around some homeless gentlemen in the Vancouver area. It's a documentary. Okay. Um, and they steal carts, take carts. I don't know that they necessarily steal them. They might give them back. But they take carts <laughs> and they collect oh. bottles um, to sell at the end of the day. Uh, and they just 
bomb these hills in Vancouver <laughs> going <Okay>. down these <laughs> carts. Um, that is the pitch of the movie, basically, that the, they get these high speeds at something like 45 miles an hour on their carts, grocery so it's carts. Like a, so it's like a, a whiskey skate video, but with homeless people and shopping carts. Again, yes, that's the pitch of it. However, mm-hmm. there is a there's a heart to the movie that oh, I don't want to give away. There's okay. like a there's like a depth there's an to emotional it. center. Yeah, and and like John Wick one, like John exactly like John Wick one. <laughs> uh, watch it if you want to watch it. Um, just go into it an hour. It's not even. It gets you. It's 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 one of my favorite movies right now. It was introduced to me by a student of mine and my, one of my buddies, Adam. Um, which doesn't matter to you, but you you it kind of matters to me because like who's this fucking guy that just walks in and tells you to watch a movie and you just watch it? He's a rat. He. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your answer? And then I'll explain all that. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll watch anything. <laughs> that's why this is not the op like that's why this isn't the normal way that we do it is that i would just say yes to everything Mm, well maybe i convince some listeners uh yeah adam has been a student for a a while and i feel like he very slowly like understood (laughs) like what i like and what i don't like Mm -hmm. and he recommended this movie to me and i don't know why but on a whim, I was like, I do kind of want to see these dudes go down hills on carts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't sound particularly interesting to me. But as get- a matter of fact, this is the kind of thing that I, if I read that, I wouldn't watch it. But if somebody was like, this is good, I would watch it, which is what just happened, which is why I'm going to watch it. Check it out. I'm not actually even convinced it's like well made. Oh, like the narration kind of sucks. Like, well-made and good are two different things. Good. Good. Well, uh, I really enjoy it. I think this podcast is good and well-made. <clears throat> I think so, too. I've listened to some bad podcasts in my time, mm-hmm. and uh, this ain't one of them. Yeah. And not because I'm not listening. And you know what makes it good? When people... <laughs> I'll answer that. <laughs> when people have something good for us to do. So if you have something good for us to do, email us mm-hmm. and and we would love to have you on the show or if you're just good email us and be like i'm good and i'll be like you're good yeah and that'll be a short episode yeah this person's good yeah what's new with you <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you so much for listening there's another neophile in the books uh next week we'll be bringing you something real tight better than that actually it's gonna be better than that okay good good Don't get scared. Bye. Bye.